0: Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. Ed Russo here and
1: meteorologist Tom Russell here. Good to catch up with you, my friend. Yeah, and this is the first podcast where we're actually in the same in room in person, right? We've been uh, you were at home, I was at home and uh, Steve and Stacy have been all over the place, so nice to uh, catch you in person here.
0: Yeah, you know it's it's going to be less awkward because I can actually see your facial expression on what Right? Wh- are, are, are you uh, are you messing with
1: me? I usually am. Yeah, I uh, usually making fun of you in some way. Right? And uh, I don't so know because I can't see the expression now I have on your to face. Be a careful. So. <laughs> well, you know it was easy to make fun of you because you were Mr. Cicada yeah. Man. Uh huh. So now we have put the cicadas to bed, both literally and figuratively. We have. Uh, so we can get a little a break. But you have another bug to talk about. Yeah, I do. I don't like this one. Should we should we start here with the? With uh, we the, might as well because it's been bugging me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. So now it's the uh, the lanternfly. The spotted lanternfly. Now this thing has been very fly. evasive. Uh, we think it came here from another country, right?
0: Yeah. So it, it you know it came over probably by a ship from from mm-hmm. Asia carrying Yep. Yep. And it's it's native there. It's not native here. Nothing eats it you know it birds don't like it they have like a hard right. shell um so so nothing to keep it in check nothing to keep it in check and and this thing loves grapevines it loves oh, really? yeah it vineyards. loves yep yep so the wine industry it loves hops Ooh, you know oh so beer and wine you there beer and wine yeah it's it's definitely a concern and you know nurseries and whatnot um have to be very careful when they're Moving product around to make sure that there's no egg casings on any right. of their plants, they can get fined. Wow, yeah! So that's wow. so. Uh, Cumberland County is actually under quarantine, lantern, Cumberland fly County is qu- quarantine. A good chunk of central PA is most counties are. That just basically means businesses, when transporting product, that you do not transport the lantern fly to a county where it's not present or to a right. county and, where it is. And you
1: don't mean to do it, but sometimes I mean, it could be on your vehicle or. Attached to something, as you mentioned. I remember uh, my daughter goes to Kutztown University, so in Berks County and Reading, they um, you'd go over there for a football game, and it would they would just be all over you, landing on your head, mm-hmm. your food, whatever you have, and they're, they're you can see how they just they almost swarm. It's crazy. yeah, and and the uh, you know again the the, the vineyards
0: because they eat they eat and they kind of eat and destroy. That's 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 what they do. That's what they do. So. You know, there's a lot of concern that this is going to continue to get worse in the coming years if we don't put it under control, and, and a lot of scientists are just coming out and saying, if you
1: see it, squish it. Like, Yeah, kill, kill it on sight. Kill and, it on site. And sight. they're actually pretty. They're beautiful little insects. They are. So you're, your instinct is, oh, isn't that cute? Or, yeah, that
0: and you know what? The, so it's interesting because they, had a, they have a—so right now they're in their final nymph stage before they get to their adult form. And right now they really just hop; they don't fly. And eventually, once they get to their adult form, they do. But um, they're red and black right now. Mm-hmm. That, that that's that's the color pattern. The, you know, the, the red on black, friend of Jack. But I'll tell you, they are no friend of Jack here because <laughs> the old rule. yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, red on yellow, I believe, is you know the. Kill a, kill a fellow. That's 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 coral snake okay, pattern, but, which is obviously very. But venomous. in this case,
1: you want to kill him no matter what.
0: Right, right. So they're just not friend. They're not venomous. They're just and they're not poisonous. They're bad in Disruptive. the sense of destroying. Uh, crops that are very, very important to to PA agriculture. So I know
1: you've been working on a story about these. Is there a way to kill them? Is there a spray or insecticide or something? Yeah,
0: so uh, spraying is never recommended because you're just going to end up killing important pollinators like butterflies and bees. I mean, if you're trying to kill something with a poisonous spray, chances are it's going to be poisonous to the good things too. So the best thing to do is to try to do it naturally, which which is is to... Poison them with something that's native to Pennsylvania. So these, these um, lantern flies are attracted to milkweed, and they don't know that it's poisonous. they end up ingesting it, and it kills them. So there have been a lot of gardeners who have actually found dead lanternfly nymphs beneath the um, milkweed plant, which is producing those you know some it's
1: flowering pretty nicely now, but it's a native plant to Pennsylvania. So that's that, you know, a lot of us have that in the yard, we have it in the open field, so it should be pretty readily available. How do we get the lantern fly to find it then? So, you know, wherever it's, you know,
0: wherever you're noticing it, if you have, you know, a wild grapevine in your yard, which is also native, it's mm-hmm. actually recommended if you don't want these flies in your garden to pull the grapevine, even though it's native, because it they love the grapevine, they're very attracted to it. But if you are if your property does have lanternfly, plant milkweed, and chances are they'll go there and they'll.
1: So, and actually, plant the milkweed, and that's one of the yeah, answers. yeah, huh. and
0: it's healthy. You know, it's 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 part of it's it's you know it's native to Pennsylvania. Right. So, it, it's just really cool how you can try to fend off something that's invasive with something that's that's native. It's like nature's trying to correct itself here by right. destroying the bad stuff with with. Uh, the native plants in the region. So, so
1: I know you know Penn State is uh, big on this agricultural. You know, you know they study this stuff. Has it gotten down to the county level where the counties know? Hey, we need to plant more of this milkweed, or you know, well, how that's a good question. So, county? a lot
0: of the milkweed, um, this theory that milkweed kills lantern flies, there's no clinical trials to prove it. It's just anecdotal. Oh, really? It's just anecdotal you know multiple gardeners you know I talked to one today um Heather Andrews the thoughtful gardener she's very good uh, gardening expert mm-hmm. and uh, she and along with several other gardeners that she she knows have noticed that this pattern of of lantern flies dying under under milkweed and you know it's not just in Pennsylvania it's other places too so um there has to be i guess a lot of empirical observation first you know it's kind of like weather yeah yeah so you need to have empirical observation something a phenomenon that's observed and Mm -hmm. then it's studied through clinical trials so eventually hopefully there will be you know clinical trials to prove this so that uh it can be so people can be encouraged to um to uh get rid of these things by planting native species now just because there's no clinical trials. Doesn't mean it doesn't work. It just right. it just hasn't gotten to that point of, of research yet. But we're in this stage right now where it's starting to get noticed. Where where we have empirical data
1: right. to show that yes, milkweed does seem to keep Well, them I under guess that's control. a start. But it, it feels like we're already behind the eight ball. Like it's already gotten too evasive uh, you know, for us to to manage. So is spraying going to become an issue? You think or uh, I,
0: I mean, I I. I, I you know, it, it it depends on the scale that you're trying to get rid of I, you, rid of them. I mean, again, if you do mass spraying, you know, you're going to get you know positive things like pollinators and other plants. That, yeah, that, that they, could, you don't that want could that easily to happen. Right. So, I think the the best way to do it is again. Scientists are encouraging you if you see one, squish, squish it, squish it. You know,
1: so do these just go away with the cold of fall, or what? Well, so they, I cycle?
0: believe they lay there. I, I believe they. Uh, you see the egg casings. This is where I'm, this is where I, I forget, but I know they're, they overwinter and they, I think they hatch in the spring or the eggs might overwinter. I, I, I forget yeah. exactly. But, but <clears throat> they peak in the early fall there, August. I think so, yes, yes. Yeah. But their egg casings, they're on a flat surface, usually along the side of a tree. They could be on a flat vertical surface, mm-hmm. um, and they kind of have like this brownish, muddy look. The eggs. Right, right. So if you see those, it's recommended that you scrape it off with a credit card or something that can easily scrape it off. Get it off. Because again, the eggs are laid on a flat surface, and then you put it, the eggs in a bag, put rubbing alcohol in it to kill them. To
1: make sure the eggs are
0: killed. Yeah, and oh. then and then throw them out. Oh. I mean, that's really the most the best way to do it. That's the most proactive way to do it because again, we're talking about
1: now. In my experience in central p a you know from you know when you come from other parts of the country the the thing that always amazed me was the mayflies mm-hmm. at night. Do you put them in that category? are they in that family that genus because of their massive numbers and their you know yeah i that's a good question i i I'm not sure, but um mayflies are native right I think they are, yeah, I think they are, but boy, they're overwhelming. you turn a light on at night and they're You've seen City Island, you've seen... You know. Yeah, I've
0: been to, you know, the worst experience with mayflies, you know, you're at a a baseball stadium at night, right. and you just see the cloud. Literally see it. I mean, You it see the cloud. It darkens the place. It darkens the place, <laughs> and there's a storm you don't want coming. It's crazy. It's a storm of bugs.
1: And we don't want the uh, lanternflies to get to that point, so.
0: No, no, and, and they're just, you know, I do believe the lanternflies are a little more active at night, but if you have a grapevine in your yard, you know, kind of... If you move it around, most likely you'll you'll see them
1: in there. Okay, um, if you spot these or you know they're on your property, is there somebody you're supposed to call? Is there somebody who's taking charge? Yeah, of Yeah, actually, uh, okay. Let's see if I can remember this number off I'm the top of, the of spot, my head. Sorry.
0: Report it to the Department of Agriculture, Department PA, of, Ag- Depar- Department of Agricol- Agriculture. The number is one eight 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 four bad fly is it really it is say that
1: again that's well one
0: eight 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 (laughs) four bad
1: fly (laughs) well hey at least somebody's keeping track of this stuff when you put phone numbers when you put letters in phone numbers you know gosh it makes it easier well it doesn't because you know now modern phones don't have that no you know when i was growing up by each phone each number had three letters with it but right you know you crazy kids today don't uh, don't know that. So. I know, yeah, no, they don't. I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk weather. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, I admitted a couple weeks ago this has been a hotter summer than I anticipated. Uh, we've had plenty of 90s. I think we're up to 20 uh, 90 degree days. So that's basically our average for the whole season is 20. So we have the second half of summer. We're basically at, at halftime here. Uh, we see more heat for the upcoming week. Uh, we've had a couple of nice breaks where we had these, uh, you know, lower humidity, a little more comfortable stuff. Uh, but as we get into next week, I see more 90s. What do you see for the rest of the, uh, of the summer? I mean, I think as we go into
0: August, you know, that's typically as we get a little bit of a drier month, barring we don't have any. That's
1: true. It's been plenty wet, too. Yeah, man.
0: barring we don't have any uh, major tropical systems. Um, and again, you know, that's the time of year where we do get some hot days. But, you know, do we just continue this? non stop for for now what
1: seems like two months. Of- it's, it's been a very active season. You know, uh, National Weather Service was talking about they were keeping track of how many warnings and uh, watches they issue, and it was like nothing, nothing, nothing through most of April and May. But June and especially July, off the charts as far as how many watches and warnings they've had to issue, it's been a very active situation.
0: It has, and, and I know a, a couple weeks ago <laughs> – what was really crazy was uh, what happened in Philadelphia.
1: The flooding of the flooding, which was and-
0: characterized as a hundred year flood. Yeah. Parts of, uh, so this was northeast Philly up into southern mm-hmm. Bucks, Bucks County. County right. And then into uh, west central New Jersey. I mean, I was actually going over to Philly that day to visit a friend, and I was in it, not the worst part, but. My, you know, I, I was driving on, on on Wet Road. I forget what it's oh, it's it's right by the Schoolkill River near Boathouse Row. Oh, that's the Schuylkill Expressway. Yeah, right. Schoolkill Expressway. But I was, I think it's called Kelly Drive. Okay, it's on the other side oh, on of the, other the side. river. Gotcha. Yeah, where you're lower, closer oh, to the you level. About of the, like well, here? here's the problem. I you know, the rain was just incessant. You know, I had a lightning strike that was probably a few yards away. That was probably yeah, the alerts, loudest really crack of thunder I've wow. ever heard. Like the whole. I couldn't, like, it got so bright that I couldn't even see. Wow. Was the traffic real slow and everybody taking it easy? Yeah, yeah. But the rain was just relentless. And I was driving on a, you know, just a a road that was wet from rain. And then all of a sudden, uh, the water started coming up the tire, all of our tires by, you know, an inch, maybe two inches of rain. And of course the traffic was slow because it was rush hour. So you
1: couldn't go anywhere.
0: And I was like, oh my gosh, how much faster is this going to come up? Wow. And I was was trying to go, you know, get to a red light so I could finally go uphill and closer to downtown where I would have been okay. But the water was coming up on my tire. That's freaky. And it wasn't like it was coming from a river. It was just accumulating because... You know, so just it, crazy. Well,
1: you can see how easy it is to succumb to something like this because we always tell people, "Turn around, don't drown." Sometimes you can't get out of traffic, right? And, and sometimes,
0: sometimes the situation is developing right where you're at. Right? You know, it goes from from bad to worse. And north. So I was on. I was in Southwest Philly. I was like near South Philly, um, and that uh, the northeast side of Philly up into Bucks County got ten, eleven inches of rain. Wow. And it, it, 10 or 11 inches.
1: You know, well, I saw those pictures of that uh, harbor complex. I mean, it was just inundated.
0: Yep. Cars and peop- just in there. Yep. And people were, were uh, you know, and I saw some comments to some pictures on social media where pe- people were like, oh, these people shouldn't have driven through flooded water. Why do we have to? <laughs> you know, that's true. There, we, 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 we always say turn around, don't drown, and we get people... Uh, that drive through flooded roadways, but a lot of these people that got stuck, they got stranded because the water came up as they were sitting there. They Literally. Didn't, they didn't drive into a right. flood. They were in they the
1: worst spot. They just, in
0: an area that started to flood,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there, there was nothing you could do. That's just something you cannot avoid. Right. You're just, it's bad luck, wrong place, wrong, wrong time. time. You can be as cautious
1: yep. as you want, but... Wow. And no one's going to expect that you're going to get a record rainfall like that. You know, you never... Well, I think that's one of the big stories of this summer is we, at the beginning of summer, even as late as, what, late June, we're going, oh my gosh, we're getting too dry, we're behind rainfall-wise, and, you know, we kind of measure the whole year, but we also measure from how much rain have we seen since June 1st, and uh, we were starting to get a little worried here three weeks into June, Uh, but the three weeks since... Plenty of rain, mm-hmm. so I think Steve Knight was showing that stat that uh, we've had over seven inches of rain here in July, and that's more than we see for the last three months. Right. So it's just been
0: crazy. It's amazing how fast you can you can make all of that up. Yes. Yes. And you know?
1: a little too fast. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and
0: then you have you have the the opposite on the West Coast where you got you make know dry really conditions, yeah, and then you have the the wildfires and and the smoke, which Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. So we've had some of the smoke here in Central PA, and people, you know, you're like, "That's really all the way from Western Canada." Yeah, that's coming in from Western Canada. So we're going to be dealing with that uh, in the coming week as well, because we had this little break with that cold front mm-hmm. and some rain. But unless you have something to really clean out the atmosphere, that smoke's going to be with us. Right.
0: We had a, we had the front that came through yesterday. So this I guess the blue in the skies has a little little, little, little <laughs> bit more of that that cobalt. It, it was it was blue. really thick. I mean, right. it was it was covering the and sky. And then. You know, it looks like it's going to try to fill back in here over the weekend, but I'll tell you, the moon um, a couple nights ago was just unreal. Same with the sun, orange. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, beautiful color in in the evening, especially when you get that you know high, high you know the high clouds. Right. You know, the the smoke gives a great.
1: Great sunset and sunrise and moonrise. Uh, I have a pilot friend and I was asking him and he said that that smoke was somewhere between 6,000 and 12,000 feet, which he and I both remarked seemed a little bit low for coming all the way across the country. In other words, that gets caught in the jet stream and it's usually uh, higher than that. So I think that's added to that haze that we literally see. It doesn't seem like it's
0: far off the surface, you know. You know, you obviously you get some big problems if that gets mixed down to the surface. Right, that's when
1: you really get some breathing issues. You know,
0: it. and and I know what last year we had some... I remember I showed that wild... So we have that, you know, wildfire smoke graphic that we show on the air. And I remember last year I showed it a couple times, but it did not seem nearly as thick as what we just experienced. No, I mean,
1: yeah, and the model's kind of picking up on that going, yeah, all this stuff is... You know, they try to give it a different color to show thickness, and you see all this really short. Sure. Yeah, the model the, mo- our way. the model uh, showing the smoke concentration was basically
0: maxed out. Yeah. yeah, you know, swinging through the northeast. But I mean, when you have just a jet stream that's blowing straight across the southern Canada like that, it transport that smoke. So, so well, easily. I think
1: what we're going to see, we, we've got this another hot stretch coming. I think what you see, we we do typically see in in August. Is as a cold fronts come through, they get a little bit stronger mm-hmm. and a little bit more dynamic, and uh, that'll help clean out the atmosphere, at least in portions yeah. of the Northeast.
0: And you know, you know what's in- really fascinating? There was a guy who tweeted a photo who lives uh, thirty minutes, 30, mi- or, uh, thirty miles west of the Bootleg Fire in Oregon. Thirty miles west—that's the big one going on in Oregon. Right. And his skies are completely clear, deep, deep blue. <laughs> it shows you which way the wind's going. It sh- so you got, uh, yeah. So there are parts of Oregon that are very close, better than here. <laughs> yeah, that, that have way less smoke in the sky
1: because as That's soon as wild. the smoke
0: comes up from the flame, it's it immediately east. is carried eastward by wow. the prevailing wind.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So our skies are way smokier here than <laughs> some okay. locations thirty miles away from the fire <laughs> in, Oregon. in Oregon. Yeah. That's wild. That's yeah. what we
1: love about weather, that stuff
0: right there. I know. It's just very cool. It's it's counterintuitive. You wouldn't think it's surprising. It's
1: fascinating. Yeah. Uh, so moving forward, uh, again, August usually brings us a little more reprieve in the way of uh, you still have your hot days. Don't get me wrong; you still have your nineties. Uh, you just don't have that stretch. So uh, as we wrap up uh, July here, it's going to be awfully hot. But then we look forward to those uh, those st- little bit stronger cold fronts mm-hmm. uh, in August. Um, you know, we've just gone through the hottest stretch of summer. It's you know, climatologically, it's July fifth through July twenty third. Those are the days that that we tend to see the the hottest stretch, and then it starts to taper a little bit. So uh, it's not going to snow tomorrow, no, but <laughs> but no. it shows you that we're kind of like at the pinnacle of yep. the heat of the of the year, and then we'll be working our way down a little but, bit. But so. but it it will. We'll be there. we we'll be there before you know it. It seems. <laughs> it always seems. Yeah. Uh, tropics. Not a whole lot going on. We've got, we, you know we got off to that gangbuster. Uh, start and yep. uh, now things seem to be a, a little quieter. So now we start to look a little further out in the Atlantic, as far as where the formation of this is. But we still got very warm waters in the Gulf of Mexico, uh, off the coast of the uh, of the southeast. So any of these are still. Possibilities for generations. Yeah, so, and, and we're still primed for
0: a pretty active season. Right. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, we'll be in August before you know, and that's when we really start to see a ramp up in activity, especially the, heading into September. Yeah,
1: the peak of the season is what, September 10th, September 11th? yep. Um, yep. So, yeah, the unfortunately the the best or the worst is still to come, as they say. Yeah, yep. So we'll, uh, that that'll be a wait and see type
0: thing. But it was great to catch up with you, Tom. You too, my friend. In the office. Yes, In the you, office. You look
1: fantastic.
0: You look fantastic and tan. <laughs> you know, tan? And you and you too. Just, you were just uh, <laughs> south, weren't
1: you? <laughs> I was. I was finally getting outside. Yeah. And you know the other thing is that I, I got to cut the lawn twice a week.
0: Uh, I'm getting yeah. sick.
1: I mean in the middle of summer, we should not be cutting the lawn twice a week. It should be drier than that.
0: I know. I have a so my, my parents are on vacation.
1: You had to take care of their place?
0: I been yeah, I've been mowing. I uh, mowed last week. Mm-hmm. I I think I mowed uh I think it was Wednesday. So I'm gonna I'm go. I'm basically up there.
1: doing like Monday and Thursday, like twice yeah. a week. It's killing me.
0: Although York were, you know, they've gotten less. They've gotten Rainfall? less rain, I think our neighborhood has. It just seems like Harrisburg is
1: pounded. Yeah, yeah. pounded. It really has. Yeah.
0: So we'll see.
1: Well, enjoy. Happy mowing.
0: All right. Happy mowing to you, Tom. Thanks for listening to It's Raining Mets.